are digital nomads. We work anywhere. We're not limited by location. We're not limited by self-belief. We are works in progress. I'm Beck Power, and this is the Nomad Me Podcast. Morning, guys. Just wanted today to read an excerpt from uh, a book that I've been getting a lot out of. Lately, I opened it up to a random page, and uh, there was a, a lesson there that I re- that really uh, resounded with me, so I thought I would uh, read a little bit of it to you. This is about other people's opinions. Let's do this. What up, fam? This is Beck. Today, this is a kind of a weird episode that I thought I would do because I opened up this book, Mindset, by Dr. Carol S. Dweck. And uh, I've talked a little bit about this book before, I think, and I've read it before, and I just opened it up because I was like, got a few minutes before um, I got to start working again, just taking a bit of a break, and I opened it up here, and it's quite perfect um, for some stuff that I've been thinking about lately, and so I thought what I would do is just record it in a whole episode of reading. It's a page and a half, maybe a page, um, from this book, and it's about trusting other people's opinions. It's what the this bit of the chapter is called. There's loads of good stuff in this book, but I don't know if I have the... Eh, probably fine if I read it. Um, it's it's by Carol S. Dweck, and the book's called Mindset, and it's changing the way you think to fulfill your potential. Um, this bit here I just found very, very, uh, I don't know, useful to me right now. Applicable. So here we go. Many females have a problem not only with stereotypes but with other people's opinions of them in general. They trust them too much. One day... I went to a drugstore in Hawaii to buy dental floss and deodorant, and after fetching my items, I went to wait in line. There were two women together in front of me waiting to pay. Since I'm an incurable time stuffer, at some point I decided to get my money ready for when my turn came. So I walked up, put the items away on the side of the counter, and started to gather up the bills that were strewn throughout my purse. The two women went berserk. I explained to them that in no way was I trying to cut in front of them. I was just preparing for when my turn came. I thought the matter was resolved, but when I left the store, they were waiting for me. They got in my face and yelled, you're a bad-mannered person. Weird thing to yell. My husband, who had seen the whole thing from beginning to end, thought they were nuts. But they had a strange and disturbing effect on me, and I had a hard time shaking off their verdict. This vulnerability afflicts many of the most able, high-achieving females. Why should this be? When they're little, these girls are often so perfect, and they delight in everyone's telling them so. They're so well-behaved, they're so cute, they're so helpful, they're so precocious. Girls learn to trust people's estimates of them. Gee, everyone's so nice to me. If they criticize me, it must be true. Even females at the top universities in the country say that other people's opinions are a good way to know their abilities. Boys are constantly being scolded and punished. When we observed in grade school classrooms, we saw that boys got eight times more criticism than girls for their conduct. Boys are also constantly calling each other slobs and morons. The evaluations lose a lot of their power. A male friend once called me a slob. He was over to dinner at my house, and while we were eating, I dripped some food on my blouse. That's because you're such a slob, he said. I was shocked. It was then that I realized no one had ever said anything like that to me. Males say it to each other all the time. It may not be a kind thing to say, even in jest, but it certainly makes them think twice before buying into other people's evaluations. Even when women reach the pinnacle of success, other people's attitudes can get to them. Frances Conley is one of the most eminent neurosurgeons in the world. In fact, she was the first woman ever to give tenure in neurosurgery at an American medical school. 
or given tenure in neurosurgery at an American medical school. Yet uh, careless comments from male colleagues, even assistants, could fill her with self-doubt. One day during surgery, a man condescendingly called her honey. Instead of returning the compliment, mm, I don't know if that's a compliment. Instead of returning the compliment, she questioned herself. Is a honey, she wondered, especially this honey, good enough and talented enough to be doing this operation? The fixed mindset plus stereotyping plus women's trust in other people's assessments of them, all of these contribute to the gender gap in math and science. This, this chapter goes on. So I wanted to read that bit. Some of it I feel like honey is not a compliment. If you listen to this and you're a man, honey is not a compliment. Just don't say it. It's not a good thing to call someone unless that person is like someone who asked you to call them that. Um, okay. So I was just thinking like uh, about how people feel about themselves. And I have been having talks with a few people about this lately uh, and how that affects your work, uh, you know, whether or not you feel you even deserve money. It can really, really affect your money mindset. Uh, the work that you do, it affects so many things, uh, other people's opinions. And if you're a woman, I mean, that really struck me. It's like, yeah, no one, like, I know growing up that my parents told me that I was special and awesome and amazing and, like, had these skills and was, like, better than, not, like, better inherently than other people, but I was, like, special. I don't even know what that means. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was some amazing thing. And I'm sure like a lot of parents do this because it's like a parent thing to do. Um, but look, I feel like that's more damaging than anything else. Uh, because quite often now, if I'm not treated as special, I'm like, hey, what the fuck? I'm special. Why aren't they acting like it? <laughs> and sometimes I expect it. And I know that that's total bullshit and it's like not, that's not a good way to be. But my brain is wired for it now, uh, and and uh, consciously I don't have any expectation of being treated differently, but subconsciously at, there's absolutely something there that's like uh, if someone says something bad to me, I absolutely take it like to heart way too much. Like um, Carol said when the those women were yelling at her, you're a bad-mannered person or whatever, uh, like – if someone yells at me anything, I freak out. That's my whole day almost. It's just like, oh, God, like, why did they do that? Ah. And it's so – but it makes sense to me that guys don't feel like – I mean, I'm sure some do, but as a, a generalization, guys are chastised way more than girls and told – you know, they they mess around and, like, joke around with each other and call each other names. And girls – we rarely do that, you know, and we have this whole thing. I mean, there's this is just obviously the tip of the iceberg, but it's absolutely something to think about. Inherently, there's nothing that says that we have to listen to other people's opinions of us, but we do, and some people's obviously we listen to more than others. We care what some people think, and we don't care what other people think. Like, why is this? And so I wanted to... Uh, bring this up as a topic of like, okay, well, whose opinion have I listened to? Um, what If I'm upset about something or I think I can't do something, is it because someone once told me, like maybe they were angry or upset, someone once said this to me and now I'm like holding on to it and now it means that I can't, like what are the what is the cost of us holding on to these things that people say to us or about us? And And why do we have such a hard time letting go of the bad things 
or wait, yeah, hard time letting go of the bad things. And, uh, and you know, we may or may not accept the good things. Um, but most people have a hard time letting go of the bad things, particularly they hold on to them. Oh, one time you said this. Well, you know, like, but I think it's um, important for us to let go of that stuff and uh, be really solidly um, confident in our own abilities. So, so yeah, that's just a thought I had. I thought I'd read a little excerpt from that book. Hope you enjoyed the sultry New Zealand tones of uh, the part of it's almost like a, a bit of an audio book for you there. Uh, anyways, that's been it for today. Catch you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in today. If you love Nomad Me, make sure to leave your good review on iTunes. Every week, I select a reviewer to win a lifetime Nomad Fly membership for free. All the show notes can be found at digitalnomad.me. See you tomorrow.